It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Your host for this episode, Rich Warfield. Loud Pipes, episode 202. We got a familiar voice in the house tonight. We're going to be catching up with him talking about trials bikes and all the fun you can have going slow in a technical manner all right the one the only brother bacon how are you oh man i'm doing all right man how you doing i'm doing fine but i'll be doing better when i open this so what are you drinking oh well you're you're probably gonna laugh a bit and probably anybody else that listens and knows me Uh oh (laughs) i'm actually drinking a truly a truly what what is a hard seltzer hard seltzer okay yep and this is a uh, classic lime but these ones are actually uh these ones that we get are actually a little bit more flavorful it's not like you just farted it into the can right <laughs> said here, here's a here's a bit of a flavor so, so are they, what are they like five percent six percent what are they no they're five five they're five percent okay. so actually 5.3 Ooh. Ooh, and it's in a can so let me hear it yep and a nice Oh, not bad, not bad. Mm. And they're refreshing, actually, especially like in the middle of summer. Ooh, truly. Okay, that's new for me. All right, I got to take it out of the can or the koozie just so I can show you. I had this last episode. I know you like this one. Oh, Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA, and unfortunately, seasonal IPAs. It's not gonna crack because I. I broke the seal earlier, so let's see. Let's see what this comes out like. Probably kind of flat. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, I fumbled yeah, with it. Sipping on it early. I fumbled with it on the last show, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to pre-stage the top. And then when I did, it was like, tss, it just... <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, yeah, enjoy. Oh, yeah. All right, so the big topic for tonight is... You have made your way into trials bikes, which is fantastic. It's a something I've looked at and thought about for a long time. Never actually tried it, but it looks fun. But before we go there, we got to back up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so the we first, do have to back up a little bit. The first time we met you, you were riding a Sportster. That is correct. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was yeah. down in Barber, right? Yeah, that was the first Moto Nobody's meetup. No, not was that in Barber? No, no, no. no. That was uh, Teleco Plains. That was in Teleco, yeah. But I think, well, wait a minute. So then, the first time we saw you was Teleco, not Barber. Correct. Yeah, because because I went down to Barber. Barber was the return of the rain suit. <laughs> the, the rain suit. That is correct. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that was like six months later. <laughs> it didn't rain in between. Then you were fine. <laughs> so yeah, you had you started on early. When I met you, you were on a, a Sportster, Harley That's Sportster. Cool. And what model was that one? That was a 2007, I want to say. 2007, 883. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was just a basic, it was just a basic, um, I think it was the L model, if I remember right. Gotcha. So it wasn't like the 48 with all the high chrome and stuff like that. It was just a pretty basic model. Sounds good, like they all do. Exactly. Had that lope, 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 lope. So then, then after that, 
was onto the Dyna? There was, or was there a bike in between? It was directly onto the Dyna. In fact, um, I think it was only about a day or two after I sold the Sportster. No, 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 no. It was a month later because mm. the guy, the price was a little higher. So I had to gain more money <laughs> to get the Dyna. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is fine. Um, so then I, yeah, then I had the Dyna. I had the Dyna for two and a half years. That was a fun bike. Some good stories with that. Oh, yeah. Drag racing in <laughs> Gettysburg and <laughs> just ripping home flat out. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, that 12-hour drive home, ride home was very bad. Intense. <laughs> Intense is the good word. Well, considering I was hungover. Well, no, I can't say I was hungover. <laughs> you were hungover I was, later. <laughs> I was hungover later. That's correct. <laughs> oh. So then when the, when the Dyna finally parted, what was the next pickup? This is where the transition started. This is where the transition started. Um, so uh, here about three years ago now. Yeah, it was about three years ago now. Um, I went and pick, uh, we were planning on doing the trip to Alaska. Yep. And so, you know, I was going through all the different bikes and stuff I was going to get. And so I got the Tenere 700 that first year it came out. Nice. Damn, that bike was fantastic. The T7. Oh, yeah. Did, you never got to see it, did you? In person. Pictures. No, I don't, never saw it in person. Oh, that's a fantastic bike. Because when we did, the last meetup we did in Teleco, I think you were on your dad's touring bike. I was. Yeah, you were on the road uh, and At that point, I think I was in between. Yep. If I was, if I remember correctly, I was in between bikes because I was waiting for the T7 to come in. Yep. And yeah, Dyna was gone. You were getting a bike. I don't think we knew at the time, but you were you were riding the big couch. And then the T7 yeah, I was trying to I was trying after. to keep it down low <laughs> with, with what I was getting. Yeah. Because yeah, we still had because Lot Pops was still live and kicking back still then, still kicking, and we kind of are again, sort of. Yeah. No, no, it's nice. It's nice to see it back. As much as we can can kick nowadays. <laughs> a little older, a yeah. little bit more pain. Yeah, <laughs> things are a little stiffer than they used to be. You know. Yeah. So yeah. So I took the. Uh, so I took the. Uh, the T seven on my first off road trip, which was the Smoky Mountain five hundred. Um. There was something else supposed to be going on another meetup. Oh. We were supposed to go, uh, there was supposed to be a meetup over at land of, uh, land between the lakes. Yeah. If you know where that is. Okay. And basically they have a bunch of off-road trails that you can go ride. You know, still have to have a street legal bike because right. there's still roads and stuff, connector roads and stuff. But that ended up getting called off. If I remember correctly, because they were still kind of under the COVID rules. And since we had a large group, yeah, yeah, they were like, "Well, no, you can't have that," which I found kind of stupid because it's like, "Well, what about everybody else camping here? What does right. it matter?" Yeah, it's outdoors. You know? Yeah, exactly. Either way, so um, I had taken the time off work and everything like that, and I was like, "Okay, well, I got to figure out something." So I just sent it out in the group. I was like, "Hey, I still want to go do. Yeah, I want to go do something. Who? Yeah, let's still go. I heard about let's this still go ride. ride. Yeah." Yeah. So I heard about this and I was like, who wants to go? You know, let's figure it out. 
And I met this guy, Rob, who lives north of me about uh, close about two hours away. And uh, he's like, uh, let's go ahead and do the Smoky Mountain 500. So I was like, all right. So like two days later, <laughs> rode out to Teleco and met with him out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, I was so unprepared. Yeah, the, so the so the Smoky Mountain 500, um, you can look it up on ADV Rider. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's in three legs. You have a leg that goes from Teleco through Ducktown. See down, then you get into Ella J, down to Suchus. Okay. Um, that's day one. That's about 174 miles, I think it is. Most of it off-road. Like there's barely any road riding in that. <laughs> then you have day two is from Suchus to Robbinsville. Okay. That one tends to be a little bit more road focused of a day, but you still have some good technical sections in there. I'm trying to follow yeah. it on the map. I see. I'm trying to figure out where that ends. Robbinsville. Yeah, just they're not calling out Robbinsville. But anyway, I'll find it. Uh, you, so, so do you see the different colors? There's a couple different maps. So the the one that starts in Teleco, let me just scroll down to different legs. So green is the first part, I would imagine. Yes, Teleco to Suchus. Yep. And then the red section. section. Oh, okay. It goes way up there. All right. It goes all the way up to Robbinsville. And then the third leg is yellow. Okay. Yeah. So, So I rode two days of that. Um, Did not actually finish the whole thing that time after day one um i started having um was it uh why can't i think of it um hand pump like Like arm arm pump pump. yeah like real bad uh because we went through a couple like really rocky sections and me being brand new and i did not really have off-road bias tires on that bike yet so you're you you got the death grip on it oh god yeah 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 so <clears throat> that second day, um, we got up to Iron Horse. That's where you're, that's where they have it set up, usually for the camping on your on your trip around. Mm-hmm. And they had some big old BMW festival thing going on up there. And they wanted like I think it was like seventy bucks for a campsite and for uh, for a night. Yeah. For one night and like it was a small campground area. It's a little spendy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, they charge a resort fee. Oh, I mean, they have, they have pools there. They have like a restaurant. They've got everything there. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely get you as like a resort. And so we were like, okay, let's check out one other place. We went to go check out another place and we we're just like, ah, screw it. We're just going to take the chair holla. And just head right back over to Teleco. Okay. Because he went ahead and um, he biked, he he, uh, trucked his bike out because he was riding the DRZ 400. And that was, uh, so he just threw it back onto his trailer and drove home. I ended up staying what is now Smitty's Lodge. Huh? He's like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, we were just kind of, we were just kind of like pissed at mm. that point. You know, we we're just like, okay, now we have to drive, 
get all the way here, then yeah, all it's done. Yep, yep. So on that trip, I lost my top bag of my uh, luggage, which Oof. had all my camping gear in it. Oh, <laughs> that was first day. Like a couple hours in, we noticed it was gone. <laughs> That's rough. And uh, yeah, no, it really sucked. So I went back. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go search for it. We were sitting there talking about trying to get it, uh, like try and find it and stuff and what we're going to do. I was like, well, I'm going to keep going backwards until, until I find it or get back to the campgrounds. Yeah. And if I don't find it, well then I guess, uh, you know, I'll just probably end up heading home. Yeah. Hotel or home at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause if I don't have any camping gear, it's, <laughs> <laughs> It's going to kind of suck. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, if I found it, I would just take the roads and meet him down in Suchus. Okay. Well, lo and behold, we were, we were, we were just saying our goodbyes. And we heard a couple of bikes come coming down. And the guy goes, somebody lose, somebody lose a bag. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yes. <laughs> Oh, nice. That's so, good. But the funny thing is, it was like, I think five minutes in on the trail from the road. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, five minutes from where you were, not from the start. Five minutes just from where you were. No, no, no. From where the actual off-road started. So you, where you take the road up to where the actual first off-road hits. Yeah. That is five minutes in from there. Oh, yeah. So as soon as it got rough, you you lost it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I did. I didn't take the uh, Velcro straps off the bottom because there's a little Velcro p- piece right there. Yeah. So now whenever I add the uh, top bag, I also loop the side loop, the pannier loop mm-hmm. through the other loop. So it's like a chain lock. Yeah. So <laughs> even if it did try to come out, yeah, it's still locked on. Nice. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> but that guy, one of those guys, uh, we'd make, they like to make a lot of stops. And, uh, on one of the stops, he kind of just goes up into the woods and he has a Husky 701 and he's just manhandling his bike like nothing. Mm. Right? And he's shorter than me. I'm like, how the hell are you doing that? What are you doing? And he's like, well, I did trials. I was like, really? Like, you'll need to tell me more about that later. So he tells me more about it when we got to such and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, he actually lives, I th- if I remember correctly, he lives only about an hour, hour and a half away from me going west. And he introduced me to this guy, uh, Bob, Bob Ginder, okay. or Ginder, um, who lives just 15 minutes north of me. He works on vintage trials bikes. Nice. And so I went up there and I purchased a... Uh, Ended up purchasing a 1974 TY250. Very nice. So pretty much one of like the original trials bikes that they ever had. I can look this one up. You gonna have a picture for me for the cover? Oh yeah, I'll I'll send you a picture of it. It's actually right next. I think I have it still right next to my T7. (laughs) (laughs) So in the progression, so the T7 is no longer. Is, there's another bike after that? Well, so yeah, the T7 is no longer due to um, last year I had an accident. 
in my truck, not on the bike. <laughs> right, right. So totaled, uh, so totaled the bike, uh, totaled the button, totaled the truck, broke my wrist. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, and decided, and so since I had to get a new truck, decided to sell the T7 uh, to put a better, put more money back down onto the truck. Yeah. So. And I would imagine you, you made out pretty well on the T7. That was yeah. well sought after and it was still new. So. Yeah. Uh, I sold it for 10. Not bad. No. Cause I think uh, dealers at that point were charging about 11 and a half. So yeah. Years worth of riding. It's not terrible. Yeah. I think I only two, there's two years, two years, or two of years of riding. Yeah, there's about two years of riding on it. Um, because I had, uh, because now I moved out to Dixon from from where I used to live. So, which is a lot more fun. I love it out here, by the way. But um, so yeah, sold the T7 and then turned around and bought my bus DRZ 400. Now the DRZ came along. Did you catch all that? I lost a little bit. It, it broke up just a little bit. But I mean, the, the DRZ, did that come after you started riding trials? Yes. Okay. Because that, that's important for the progression because you, you, know, you had the struggles with the T7. And, and like you said, it wasn't equipped right. The tires weren't right. But right. still, you kind of understood, like, I probably need some more off-road chops. And then maybe that led to a different and, bike. Well, um, yeah, well, yeah, so that did go to, uh, so I had that TY 250 and, um, I decided I wanted to kind of restore it a bit. And so in the meantime, I, I went ahead and got another bike, <laughs> which is a 2009 Sherco 300. It's like, honey, no, really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell the T7 to save some money. And then like three more bikes show up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's how I do it. <laughs> well, so I bought that. I actually bought that trials bike that, the, I bought the Sherco before I, before the uh, truck got hit and I had been practicing and stuff a little bit here and there. Yep. And I was actually going to do my first trials event, um, last October. Yeah. It would have been the 58 K at, at the trials training center. Okay. Um, but my wrist was broke, so I was not, I, I was unable to ride. And so basically I healed up and then that's, that's kind of how that went about. So I didn't really get too much training or anything like that. Like I did my own. Right. Until, um, I actually met a guy who lives about 15 minutes away from me who rides trials and, and enduro and all that. So started riding with him. I've actually gotten a lot better spend. I try to spend about 15 minutes a day, at least doing some balance yep. practice on it and stuff like that. So it actually really helps too. But you're getting to ride with someone, like you said, someone who's more experienced and they're kind of giving you some tips and pointers and. Oh, definitely. And someone to practice with. And I imagine it's a little bit like, um, what am I thinking? Where were we at? Oh, we were at Top Golf. So it's kind of like you need if you don't have a camera, someone else can kind of watch what you're doing and give you pointers because you can't see yourself in third person. Exactly. 
Exactly. And so, um, yeah. So basically I just, I try to ride with him as much as possible. Yeah. You know, but you know, he's got a family and stuff, so there's only so much time. <laughs> yeah. Scheduling for everybody, right? Yeah. Before the wife gets angry. and. <laughs> So is he doing, is he competing as well or is he riding for fun? So he competes here and there. Um, he's more, he, he's more into enduro, mm-hmm. but as of lately, he's, he's taking up more trials to try and get better. Like he's been riding, like, I want to say he's what late twenties and he's been doing enduro riding since he was like in his teens. So like this kid is ultra great nice. with writing. Yeah, it's I'm definitely envious of people that start very young because your your ability to pick that stuff up when you're very young and limber is so far beyond. Yeah, when you pick that stuff up as an adult, that's a whole lot harder. But well, you you have that in the back of your head. Like I don't want to die. Yeah, and well, and, and I don't want to get hurt. You know that survival instinct gets a little stronger as you go. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned enduro, and I got an email today. I don't know if you watch much of this, but you ever watch the Super Enduro? Uh, isn't that isn't that the um, the enduro races that they do in the arenas, like a circuit? Yeah, this isn't there. It's isn't ah, it's in Poland this weekend. So, oh, is it? So I get uh, motorsport. Was it motorsport TV? They've got all the cool stuff to watch. You know car and bike racing that we don't really get in the u.s and it's all some of it's free but they have a subscription that you can pay for but i got an email today saying hey super enduro in poland this weekend that's awesome i was like yeah that that looks like fun but you're right it's all obstacle course type stuff but it's it's more arena based yeah it's 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 kind of it's like motocross for enduro yeah that's one way of putting it (laughs) it's not like the what is that big race the the erzberg where that's like Erzberg. Yeah. That's like, uh, yeah. The Erzberg rodeo technical and obstacles to go over, but it's, but it's a big outdoor venue. It's in like a mine, right? Like a mine pit. Yeah. Some of it. Yeah. It's an, it's an active mine. Yeah. So it's, they gotta be different every year, you know? Exactly. No, no. That's actually part of the, that's actually part of it is that it changes so much. Yeah. I was watching (laughs) some of that last year. That's wild. The, the bike control that they have is unbelievable. And the oh, speed. Dude, and Paul Harris did it on a T7. That's crazy. In fact, actually, what's actually really funny, there's another race. Let me see if I can't find it here real quick while we're talking. Um, the uh, Pan America. Yeah. It is. Uh, so there's guys going to ride it. Let me see if I can find the, it's on ADV rider here somewhere. I just saw it the other day, but this guy is going to take it on, on a Dakar race. Oh, nice. Like a straight up full on desert race. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. I thought they changed the rules on that though. Well, it's not, it's, it's not Dakar. Oh, okay. Cause I was gonna say the, the actual Dakar race, I thought they only went to, they thought they cut them all just to four fifties now, like no twins, no big bikes. Like, 
So they have they I think they do have a class where you can ride twins and stuff like that. Uh, but that's just that's uh, it's almost like an exposition right. kind of class. I think it is. But yeah, I can't I can't find it right now. Instead, I'm finding stuff on the car. <laughs> I'm just I'm getting links to uh, Super Enduro and the Erzberg Rodeo just to put in the show notes here as we talk. Oh, I got you. I got you. No, that's good. No, that stuff is that stuff is crazy. And a lot of those like your your top enduro riders, like Chris Birch, um, Paul Terrace, all, all of them, they all used to ride trials. Yeah. They all used to ride trials, or some of them still do. You know, it's just it's just it's insanely great for your bike handling skills. Like how to divorce yourself from the bike. Mm-hmm. Instead of like everyone likes to be really rigid, like it's it's it. I have some videos to show you of like some of the jumps that these guys are doing outside and stuff, like the expert class and stuff like that. I'm like, holy crap! Crazy, yeah. <laughs> Levels I will not ever get to, but <laughs> well, I think that's crossed all the disciplines. Like even on the track riding, that's what they tell you. You know, be loose you know, on the bike, on the controls, don't, you know, don't grip it too hard. You're not trying to manhandle it. Just, you know, stay, stay limber. Right. Well, and it's, and it's difficult because I mean, think of never having a seat. Right. (laughs) Right. And you're trying to balance completely on your feet actually. So you still have that point of contact on your handlebars, but you're still trying to keep it so light that really it's peg pressure that's moving you. Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's crazy how much body movement you have to have to do that. Nice. And sort you. So, yeah. So, yeah. So finally this year was, I was actually able to do trials, like actual competitions. So, so yeah. So talk about, so we've covered most of the bikes. So talk about some of your, I guess, kind of your training progression. You know, what did you start doing? You know, where were you riding type of training? And then. You know, when did you make that transition to, to actually start compete or start competing? Um, so, so I went to, I went, still went down to the 58 K when my wrist was broken mm-hmm. to kind of check out the kind of check out what it was actually all about and, um, kind of see what kind of train I should look at. Like, and cause I was also looking at like, am I going to, when I go in, am I going to do novice? Am I going to do intermediate? You know, only one of those two levels. Cause I wasn't go up, going up <laughs> to the next level. Right. And there's but, not like a, there's not like a grading or like an evaluation. You can pretty much just, you sign up and you, you self, you can sign up and off any you. level you want to. Gotcha. Like, like if I wanted to, I, I could sign up for the champ class. But you I can sign up for it. But you scoped it out to, to see like, okay, how novice are the novice riders, right? In terms of, you know, is this where I belong right. or am I a little beyond this? You, right. And what I saw was actually they, um, most of what your novice riders were, were actually kids. Because it was, they're mostly like, it's mostly like straight through. Uh, instead of lots of turns and stuff like that. It's mostly just straight through, get them out yeah. and done. So novice class very much is like an introduction. Yes. Or, or like you said, kids. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, in fact, I'll, you have people that step down from like they've been riding for years, but they're older now. And now they're like on a vintage bike or something like that. And they're like, okay, you know what? I'm taking it easy. This cruise around. Yeah. Yeah. And they still actually have, have can have difficulty because some of the sections are rocky as hell mm-hmm. and all that loose rock will move around. So it's, you'll still take points. That's but, and kids are so much smaller. Oh yeah. Like that center of gravity is so low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not going to out juke someone who's three feet high. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, as a six footer, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, I think there, I think a lot of those kids, um, they ride those smaller onsets and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll set. If that's what I remember, right. Is the name of the bike. It's, it's an electric bike. I don't know those. More yeah, no, no, it's got it's got full suspension front and rear on it. Like I want to say it's an Oset. Yeah, it looks like an Oset electric bikes. Are they electric? Yep. Oh yeah, I see them. There we They're go. Kind of, so they ride those bikes, but look at how tiny those wheels are. Getting there. I mean, I think they're. My, at, I think my internet is crappy tonight. But those bikes, I mean, I think they have like, I want to say they're like maybe 15, 15 to 17 inch tires. But like you said, full suspension, there's nothing. Right. They're not small enough that anything's rigid at that point. Right. No, exactly. So, but yeah, I think their biggest problem is the size of those wheels on those things because instead of being able to roll over a lot of things, yep. it gets, it'll, it'll get stuck. So if they don't have the momentum rolling them over, yep. they'll get stuck a lot easier. So you, you scoped it out and decided intermediate is where you would start. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So and from, so that, from that observation to first time out, how long, how long was that? Um, let's see here. So I finally started getting back on the bike. I think it was in February. Okay. I was gonna say in the spring, I know you were training quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You're sending videos. Yep. Yep, definitely. And um that's when I went I met my buddy, Nick, and uh we so we started riding and training and stuff. Um over at his house because he's he lives in this valley area with a creek and it, like nice. it's fantastic. <clears throat> nice. It's a good it's place fantastic. to ride. Yep, it's the fantastic trials riding. And so like Went from there, we decided, we all went to um, trials training days down at, down at the training center. Mm-hmm. And the next month, April was my first, I think it was. I think. I have to look back at that. Check the calendar. Uh, Rock Crusher, yep. April, it was April 15th. Okay. That was my very first one. So I, so for, for being my first one, I only signed up for one day. So there's two days, but each one is its own trial. They actually have a whole different course. They set up for two different, mm-hmm. two different courses. Here's day one, here's day two. And there, so when you look at the uh, page of all the results, you see it all doubled up. 
that's each round. Ah, uh, gotcha. And uh, so I did that first day and then drove home. <laughs> <laughs> and that first day, whoo, I actually find I got a few cleans on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clean is not not touching your foot at all. And uh, where is it? Do, 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 do. I cannot find it. And you said it's the overall scoring. It's like golf, right? You get a point for every time you put a foot you down. You want to have the lowest point. And lowest points is what you want. That is correct. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, that first time out, I scored. Oh, where was it? It was a 73. With four total cleans, I placed 16th out of 19. <laughs> Humbling first time out, right? <laughs> That's not bad. It, it's not last. No, no, but it was very humbling. Um, once again, you know, started getting arm pump and stuff because grip, just gripping too much. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was super enjoyable. I actually started riding around with a couple guys that I like anytime I see them at a trials, mm-hmm. we're both in the same, uh, we're both in intermediate. So yeah, there's like, yeah, let's go do this. And it's kind of fun. Cause you, everyone there, even if they're, um, competing against you, they still help you. Yeah. Right. Good camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 there's some of the weirdest people you'll ever meet, (laughs) (laughs) but they're definitely some of the most fun too. And like super, like I said, super helpful. Yeah. Like, like, Hey, look at this line here. This might be a little bit easier for you doing this. And then when somebody cleans it, like if the line isn't obvious, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, whoever cleans it, everyone's watching what, where they're going and how they're doing it. Yeah. And saying, okay, well, let's go ahead and try and figure that, do it like that. And it, it just, it's just a fun way to do it, go about it. Cool. And you said you got a couple people that live close to you so you can ride often and train and you're not having yep. to trailer halfway across the state kind of thing. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. And then, uh, so was it last, was it, I think it was in spring. We had a, a big old windstorm here took out our tree in our backyard. Mm. Not a bit, not a huge tree. It was like a, I want to say it was like a 15, maybe 20 foot tall pine. So cut it up and I've got the log in the backyard that I can jump and stuff. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> some practice wood. Exactly. So, cause my, cause my, like where I live, my house, it's most of the land is pretty flat. Yeah. So there's not really a whole lot of hill training and stuff like that. So it's more just basic flat turns and do all that. Good for balance though. And you can make your own obstacles as you go. Well, so I have to be careful with that. Otherwise I make the wife angry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They, they may need to be temporary, right? So if you can roll out and put it back. No, but pretty much like, so I've got like a four by four that I have a, a piece of fence. Yeah, fence board under it, attached to it, so I can balance going across it, oh, on the slope, stuff like that, or kind of like angled jumps over it. 
it's interesting when you find out like all the different kind of things. There's wheel placement, yeah. right? So small wheelie wheel placement is huge, especially for getting over obstacles. Yeah. Not and, just ripping it every time. It's placing the bike in the right spot. Right. And so it's really, so something small, something big, you're like, okay, put a little marking where this is where I want to land. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can practice out on your driveway. If you have like a concrete driveway and you have the lines, yep. the relief, the relief crack lines, put it on the line or jump over the line. Exactly. So hell, I've got some tape out in the yard right now that I have some real tight corners on and stuff. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you can train almost anywhere. You don't need a track. You don't need to go anywhere. No. You just need some terrain in your bike. No. Yeah, yeah. That's all you need. So, so yeah. So, that was my first trial. <laughs> and I kind of held that until the last two. Like, those kind of scores. Yeah. I was in the 60s and 70s pretty consistently throughout the year. <laughs> until I hit, uh, it was Hickory Hills. Uh, and that was in June. Yeah, that was June. <laughs> the ones that you sent me was, and, was that um, was that all year or was that just one event? You sent me the links or you sent me the PDFs. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you look at the top, it'd be Round Ten Hickory Hills. Oh, I see. I get Hickory Hills Saturday. That's round nine. Sunday. Here's another one. Yep. Sunday round 10. Okay. There you are. Okay. Intermediate 64. So the day prior, I scored a 74. I didn't see you on Saturday. I was placed 22 out of 23. Page two. Oh, there's a page two. Okay. That's why I missed it. Never mind. There yep. you are. <laughs> so yeah, nice 10 point improvement. Just from one point day? improvement. And the funny thing is, we just got started. I was on my third. No, I was on my fourth. I was on my fourth section because there's nine sections that they do. Mm-hmm. And it started downpouring. I mean, a complete downpour, lightning, everything. Right. And we're just like, all right, keep going. Oh, man. I was going to say, this is a rain or shine event, I assume. There is no, uh, outside of perhaps a tornado, (laughs) um, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. They'll ride in snow, everything. But I actually scored better in that rain than I did when it was dry out. (laughs) Nice. Well, we we got a lot of practice on that, that one meetup. Yeah. (laughs) In the rain. Dude, that was, it was, oh my God. Like four days of tropical storm Delta. Yep. (laughs) But no, then my very, then, then it got to my last one, uh, this year, which was, uh, the 58 K on Sunday. Okay. I see that one. I see 58 K for Saturday. Did I not send you the Sunday? Um, yeah, you're not on this one here. Oh, here it is. Nope. It's just out of order. I got it. Okay, I was just going to start sharing my screen. <laughs> yep. No, I got you. 35, 35 12 total, clean. 12th place. Oh, 12 cleans and 12th place. Gotcha. Yep. 
I was like, so I, I mean, that's the kind of vast improvements that you can make once you start, once this really starts clicking in your head, Mm -hmm. it's amazing what it, like just how much better you can get. So and also, I think I, oh, oh yeah, I did. I re-geared the bike too. So I dropped a tooth. I dropped a tooth on the front because it's a 300 and a 300 on a 150 pound bike. Doesn't need much. It, yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's more than what I need. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. And are there, are there gears in that bike? Yeah. Okay. Like four yeah, speed, goes, five speed. What is it? It's a five, it's a five speed. Okay. So are you doing most of your terrain in like second, third or first gear? Like what's the first or second, mostly first or second. Okay. Mostly first or second. Um, most of the time you don't even need to change out and just putt along exactly or squirt it over the obstacle. And, um, yeah, no, like most of your obstacles, you usually want like first gear. Yeah. You know, um, until you get to some of the larger ones then they'll go to like second gear perhaps a third gear right but usually i think the highest even for like your experts it's like second gear but the reason that they actually put all those gears on there is because in a trials event you have to go from one section to another section oh so it's transit yeah so you have to be able to travel to that other one yeah and they're actually in uh in the uk and stuff they're actually road legal bikes ah so you just so you're riding. They'll actually have to take a road. Yeah, from event to event, or from section to section. Right. Nice. And so, yeah, that bike will go. That bike will go right about fifty-five miles an hour, which is scary when you don't have I'll a say seat. Standing up, no seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine when you're on the road and you just need a little stretch. But and when you t- and when you're talking like I'm talking 150 pounds, how much is how much is your is your Kawasaki? It's under 250. I don't know the exact weight, but something under 250. So yeah, you're 100 pounds lighter than that. I can lift this with two hands. Yeah. You, you just, hear me? You just pick it up and put it in the back of the truck. Okay. Just like. <laughs> I try. No, no, no. I'm too old for that. <laughs> well, I and the, the wrist might still be a little tender for that too, but. It's, it's gotten a lot better. There's, there's certain tender points to it, yeah. but I found, um, I think it was probably right about May. I wasn't noticing, like I didn't have to wear a brace, like a brace while I was riding and stuff anymore. Nice. So I think actually training helped, helped me work it out a bit too. Yeah. It's, that was the biggest thing I noticed in recovery is until you get doing something, you just feel like you're never going to get better when just laying around. Yep. Although my, my uh, surgeon, he was really surprised with how much, how much movement I had in my fingers. Yeah. Cause a lot of people will just stay there like that. Yeah. And then you get all stiff. Yeah. And I would like every day I was just like doing something. Yep. I would just, I know I just move them around my, with my, with my own fingers. Like, cause I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah. You're not supposed to, but you can move it with the other hand. Right. Just yeah. Just so I'm not pulling on the, yeah. yeah. So, so that helped my healing too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And PT is a, is a thing. Gotta, gotta oh, follow God. that plan, man. That sucked so bad. 
some of the some of those things they had me doing. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because they're like, "Oh, here, you take these uh, paper clips. Take these paper clips. There's ten of them. Move them from here to here. Yeah, and back, and try and do it with like every finger." Yeah, all those mani- manipulatives. I had that with my thumb as well. Like some of the annoying stuff would be like, you know, put a handful of washers in the palm of your hand and then like work them up one at a time, you know, with your thumb mm-hmm. and and put them in the cup. I was like, well, the engineer in me would just open my hand and drop them all in the cup. Right. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Ta-da. Did they give you silly putty? Yeah, I had I had putty. At home and all kinds of things. Yeah, it, actually, it was more, it wasn't PT. It was what well, was called OT for my thumb, occupational oh, therapy. Occupational therapy, yeah. Yeah, which I didn't never realize it was that much of a difference. I'm like, oh, it's all PT to me. They're like, no, this is actually OT, specialized. I'm like, oh, more money. I get it. <laughs> 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 I got you now. <laughs> hey, I was actually quite surprised because I went, I started going into my my PT and they were, and you know, they're like, okay, well you have a $25 copay. So each time I went, it was a $25 copay. Nice. I get done with my PT. I get a check back. It was all of my, it was all of my, uh, all my payments. Cause my insurance. Nice. Somehow it got messed up that it wasn't supposed to be paid. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you got money back. There you go. Unfortunately, that's also still going through legal right now. Yeah. So hopefully I get my check because it's it, the wreck was not my fault. The guy swerved into my lane. Oh, they're trying to hold you up for payment. Well, I so I got, uh, I, so I, yeah, I got a lawyer just to take care of it and stuff because they got a lawyer. Uh, I was like, all right, fine. You want to, you want to play like that? Here we go. I was going to be nice. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. I'm still getting bills. I haven't had PT since May. I think was the last time I was there, and I, I got a bill like a couple days ago. It's like what a crappy billing system. I know to be that <laughs> far removed from treatment and still get bills. <laughs> yeah, no, I've still got, but I still have a. Uh, let's see, I've got one more payment on my anesthesia. Yeah, and I'll be done with all that. Which means, but I should get that money back since it's money out of pocket. Yeah. It's all money I should get back. So I'll be okay with that. (laughs) That's an interesting uh, industry for sure. It really is. So please tell me about some of your off-road riding, sir. Well, it's, it's been limited so far and I've spent a ton of time and money get first of all getting the bike going and i don't know if you followed wait did i yeah, i did publish that show i don't know if you heard me on the last one but i was telling chad that you know i bought the bike for two grand and i probably spent three grand on it <laughs> you know just <laughs> repairs and things i wanted to change and you know i want new wheels on it's, it new tires and, you know the way it happens it's an older bike right it's 2008 so yeah. just it needs things and I'm like, well, has a couple broken spokes, you know, I can replace them all and do that. Or I can buy a new wheel. 
and then so you bought a new wheel repair the old one later and then i have a spare you know so things like that i'm kind of planning it for the future because bryce and i were talking we we don't get a lot of time to go out and ride even if it's like once a month but we want to use all day right so instead of if you're out on a trail and you get a flat for example instead of trying to fix the flat just get the bike back to the truck and swap the wheel and then keep riding so we're gonna we travel with extra set of wheels and tires instead of having to worry about a flat we just change the whole wheel there you go that's the plan anyway you know do you um so do you have a whole setup that you bring with you for changing tires if you have to or do you just have like spoons spoons do it on the do it on the back of the truck and be done i don't have any of that just yet so and the wheels aren't ready so I don't, I don't have the setup, but I do have a center stand or a center stand jack that I can use to get the bike up. And I would just take the tools to, you know, take the axle off and pull the entire wheel and put another one on it. That's my plan. No, I'm not, I'm not planning on changing tires <laughs> on, the, on the weekend. It'll just go on a trailer and come home at that point. Oh, see, <laughs> you, I'll tell you what you should you should learn how to do it real quick with spoons that's the problem i have to learn how to do it first so i i did buy a set of spoons and i've got some other little aids to help change the tire but i've i've got to i gotta learn i gotta practice sit down and do it and learn how to change the tire before i do it in anger on the trail for the first time you know i'm i'm not doing that no <laughs> we're not doing that oh <laughs> so anyway sorry enough about the i'll tell you what though it is a lifesaver because uh, this last time I went and did the SM500. Yeah. Uh, I blew a tire. Two, actually. Um, and that was while fixing it. So, so, so the first one, I violently tore out the valve stem. Ouch. <laughs> like, like when I pulled the, when I pulled the, the tube out. Yeah. I was like. I had the valve stem coming through the rim right here. Yeah. I pulled out the tube. And I was like, where's the hole? Like, like, because it sat there. I was like, where is the hole for it? It was on the opposite side of the wheel. <laughs> so like what I said, I violently ripped it out. <laughs> so are you, did you carry spare tubes with you? You didn't carry an t- extra tire, did you? No. So I had, a, I did not have a tube with me. Uh, so my buddy Rob let me use uh, 21 inch that he had. Okay. Cause this was my rear tire. Ah, uh, okay. And so, so I threw it in there and I guess I didn't have the folds in it right or something mm-hmm. because <laughs> it didn't, didn't last. Dude, I got, I think I got it up to 17 pounds of pressure and then you just heard this poof, <laughs> blue. <laughs> I can imagine the look on your face at that point. Like, oh my god it's like oh uh, it's working it's working it's working boom <laughs> oh <yeah>. damn <laughs> oh yeah and there was there there's probably about a uh probably a good 16 inch tear on that in on that inner seam oh <laughs> it just blew straight across it's like yeah there's no repairing that one <laughs> so where'd you get the second one um so we were close and we were still close enough to the main road going through a Coey. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that 62? Not sure. I think so. Um, but we found a shop that was about 
a 10 minute ride away. So my buddy went and, gotcha, went and grabbed one or two. No, just one, <laughs> just one. Cause it was actually a proper one to fit in there and it was actually a heavy duty. <laughs> so I would come back with an armful arm load. <laughs> like, Here you go. One for everybody. <laughs> oh goodness. No. Yes. So yeah. So, so- that actually came in and was able to know how to do it. And yeah. What was that? No, I'm just going to get back to the ride. So <laughs> I've got, so finally got the bike in, in good shape. I had to rebuild the carburetor because yeah. it wasn't running right either. So, and I had a cracked piston, but I knew that when I bought it. So replaced the piston, rebuilt the carburetor, did some bearings, new wheels, and now it's good to go. So I've had it out now twice. Yeah, twice. So I did once at Ennery with Bryce. And then since it was put back together, and then we did CAW last weekend with John and his nephew. So that was a lot of fun. And then we're going tomorrow to Ennery again. Hell yeah. So yeah, we're going to try and make an all-day ride out of this one. The last two times we've gone out, we've only ridden about three hours, three, four hours, and then come home. So we've either started late or... You know, just ended early, but we're going to go early and ride all day because Sunday it's going to rain all day. Right. So, yeah, we can get the riding in tomorrow. So I encourage you, are, are, do they allow camping there? Um, not at Ennery, no. At CAW they do. We can go down there and stay all weekend, but, which we have done before, not this year, but, yeah, you know, they have campsites, they have cabins you can rent, they've got a giant, um, Oh, what are those things called? The octagon tent. The bunkhouse? Tent house shape things. The bunkhouse? It's not a bunkhouse. I can't think of the name of it. Gazebo? Yeah, it looks like a gazebo, but it's... Pavilion? There's a proper name. I just can't think of what it is, but they have facilities. You can stay all weekend. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yurt. That could be the right name. (laughs) (laughs) But they had everything done. They RV hookups. You know, they got power. They have connections. Oh, I'm sure because you, I mean, if they ever have races and stuff there, you got to have places for people to be. Yep. Yeah. Races are coming. I think that's, that's not huge for them now, but they're building some tracks and more stuff to do that down there. So yeah, we went there Sunday. The trails were fantastic because we went Sunday the night before they had had their, their night ride. So every time there's a full moon, they have a night ride. That's awesome. And all the trails we were riding the quads and side-by-sides must have been absolutely flying through there because all the turns were just like scraped smooth from people like sliding around the corners. So there was no deep ruts or trenches or anything. And oh, nice! And the dirt was damp. It wasn't yeah. wet and slimy. wasn't dry and dusty. It was just damp. And the grip Jeez, I had a hard time keeping the front wheel on the ground because every time I got in the throttle, it just started picking up because there was so much grip. Wow. I had now, new, how forward do you sit? New tires on it, too. So, How forward do you sit on it? It depends on what I'm doing. I'm mostly sitting pretty neutral, except in the corners. I'll, I'll scoot forward a little bit, but I'm not getting too crazy with it. Well, I would say um, one thing you want to try and do is... Scoot forward, like like if you're going to hit the throttle, mm. shoot your hips forward. Yeah, that way you have all your weight up on that front. It'll help. It'll help keep it down. That's how they do the whole shots a lot of time. 
Yeah, they're sitting way forward on that. So, because mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to get lifted anyway, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun bike to ride. It's not set up right yet for trails. I've got to I got to change the gearing so I can slow it down a little bit because I'm mm-hmm. I'm effectively riding in first gear almost all the time. Right, and there's no reserve if it gets technical other than working a clutch. So I want to change the gearing so I can run it in second or maybe third and then be able to back it down to first when it gets real technical. That's what I need to do because it's just too fast right now. So you're going to drop a one, two, how many teeth is it on the front? It's already a 13 and I I can't find a smaller front, but I have found larger rear sprockets, which is... Which is what was on it. It had a 51, I think, on the rear, and the stock is a 50, mm-hmm. which is what I have on it now. So I'll at least get that, and if I can find a 52 or higher, I will. Right. I think I found some forums, um, some trail riding forums where you know people have done that, You know, take motocross bikes and set them up for trails, and they had links where you could buy like 54 tooth rear sprockets and stuff like that. But I don't think they make front one any smaller. That would be pretty custom, I think. Because 13s are already um, they pretty small. may not because you're, you may already be running close enough. Yeah, I was going to say, you may be running that chain real close to the end of the uh, swing arm as it is. Yeah. You don't want it just chewing down into it. Yeah. So, yeah, I know they make at least one tooth bigger in the rear, but I'd, I'd like to get a couple, like I said, so I could ride it mostly Toy in second gear. Yeah, and then not have to ride the clutch so much and not really riding the clutch, but just when it gets real technical and I need to slow down more, I have no choice mm-hmm. but to dump the clutch because it just keeps going. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, yeah, but how's it's, your, uh, it's fun. How's your, uh, how's arm pump been for you? It's been pretty good, but I think mainly because i still favor the shoulder that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to grip the bars real tight because I don't want that tug. So I think that's kind of what's saving me with that. And plus with the, the track stuff, I was used to more riding with my legs, getting used to riding with my legs more and and easing up on the bars anyway. So some of that transfers over. No. Yeah. Definitely a lot more than that than, than trials to track or back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. Trials bikes on an asphalt track. That'd be fun. <laughs> you, I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, without, with, with being divorced from the bike. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could take corners a lot more, a lot harder than I do. Yep. You just don't feel like doing it though. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The other thing. So a couple of things I realized so on the last show, Chad and I were talking, it was the last one or, or maybe two before, but, you know, good tires. Like, yeah. I just wasn't happy with the front tire that was on it. And there wasn't anything wrong with the rear one, but I put a, a set of Michelin Starcross sixes on it, you know, with soft compound or soft to medium compound. Mm-hmm. Man, those are a huge improvement. Well, so the type of riding, like if it's like, if it's really not that rocky, you can go to a hard compound. You'll have plenty of grip. Yeah. And, um, and you, you generally want the softer compounds for really rocky stuff because that way it'll actually gummy around. Yeah, on yeah hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you may even do better with something even a little bit harder of a compound. Gotcha. For, for mostly dirt stuff. Like if you're just in a little bit of rock here or there, yeah, it, I, I would go a harder compound personally. Yeah. It's a mix. The trails are all over the place. There's, mm. you know, there's clay, there's, there's sand, you know, there's a lot of it is just, it's not gravel. I don't know how I would describe it, but there's a lot of the rocky areas don't have like big rocks. They have like kind of like fist size rocks. Baby heads. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff out there, but it's usually interdispersed amongst the dirt. But it depends. Like <laughs> Sunday when we went, like everything was blown off the trail. So they were butter smooth. <laughs> I probably get to use street tires out there on Sunday. <laughs> There was a guy out there on a G, on a big GS tearing it up. Oh, I I I don't doubt it. Like, I've seen go. I've seen guys rip on twelve hundreds, and just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, how? <laughs> yeah, he was out there ripping the trails with us, and then as we were putting our stuff on the trailer, he just rode out of the park and took off. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's cool. See ADV. Yeah. <laughs> But he, um, the other thing I, I realized is just getting more and better gear is making me more comfortable. Like those, um, those tech three boots, they're fantastic. I mean, I know that the most expensive ones that they make, but they're miles ahead of any of the old boots I ever had. Right. So they're comfortable. They fit well, you know, they have the protection, just fantastic boots. Well, it's funny because I. I mostly uh, use, uh, what kind are they? Um, my current boots, which are, what, why can't I even think of the name of the brand? Um, is an it Italian brand. Motorcycle gear? T, uh, TCX, yeah. TCX, okay. TCX boots. So they're, I think they're made like in the exact same place, like Garnier's and stuff like that are made. Gotcha. But I use those for trials because you, you, you still want a lot of flex. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not worried about, uh, 200, 300 pound bike landing on your ankle or something like that. Right. <laughs> you're wanting movement in it. And, um, uh, I still find I'm a little bit, I am a little bit, uh, too stiff. Right. Like my buddy rides in his, in his Enduro boots. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> but that's what, these are what I plan on getting. Do you see it? Oh yeah. That's now a, those, that's trial specific. Yes. But I can see how it looks thinner to give you more flexibility, but yet still rigid enough for protection. Yeah, I mean, it gives you a little shin protection. Just doesn't look as gnarly as like a full-on MX or ADV boot. No, exactly. No, it's mostly leather. Yep. That's cool. It's good looking stuff. Now, the the other thing I'm going to try out this weekend is we got um, more upper protection. So I just got a Bionic 2 from Alpine Stars that I'm going to be trying. And Bryce has got the... I think it's a regular bionic and he had that last time we went out. So this will be my first and his second time wearing those. 
Okay. Yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the original Bionic, but it's not the full jacket. Mm-hmm. It's just just the just the just the chest pads. part. Yeah, yeah. Well, the chest and shoulders. Yeah, his is is just like this. It just has slightly different um, strapping on it. Actually, you know what? The one I sent you, I don't think that's the one. I don't think it's the plus. It's a Bionic two, but I don't think it's the plus. Because the arms have a a strapping system with mm-hmm. Velcro. It's not just one smooth piece that you slide into. So it could be different than that. See, mine is... Is it the A6? No, it's not the A6, is it? I could have sworn it was... No, they probably just don't have it out anymore, actually. There's so much gear out there once you start looking around. Oh, my God. So have you looked into knee protection? No, not none of that. But I am- good gloves, good helmet, um, good boots. Got a jer- you know, jersey and the bright pants and all that. Oh, yeah. So I've actually, at some point, at some point, Yes, yes, yes. Log in. Go ahead. Why not? Come on. Yeah, I'm trying to look through this. They have all, the naming is crazy in this. There's a Bionic Tech 2. There's a Bionic Pro V2. <laughs> oh, well, that, and that's just more about like the materials. Like, are they using a softer like C? There's a C. Like CE one, CE two, is it is it hard? Is it soft? Oh, actually, this might be it. The Bionic Action V two. I think that's the one I ended up with because that has the, more of the Velcro strap on the forearm. Gotcha. That looks like Bryce's though. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna try to figure out their naming scheme on the on the show, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short, Alpine Star bionic to something or other <laughs> full upper protection um <laughs> chest and back uh shoulder and elbow elbow and forearm i guess it goes all the way down to the wrist yeah yeah i got the slide on el- yep. uh, elbow for from uh liat so that's yeah that's kind of it for gear maybe look at the knee stuff later on or at some point but then i got a Aside from the gearing, I look at the bike a little bit and see what else I want to do to it for trail riding. You know, like some hand guards maybe, and I need like a small bag or something. I'm gonna I use a backpack for now. I just throw a bunch of stuff in a backpack, but maybe a little bag or something. Are you talking about for while you're riding? Yeah. Um, look up uh, USWE. Is this for gear? Hydration packs. Oh, yeah. okay. There you go. Here, in fact, let me. And they make all sorts of sizes. So, oh, pretty yeah. much That's most awesome. most of those will come with a two liter. With the two liter uh, hydration pack. Mm-hmm. But then you have like they'll have ones with like tool pouches and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't need a lot. Just yeah, a couple of 
small tools, maybe a little med kit type of thing and something to drink. But yeah, if it's if it's a hydration pack, then the drink part is covered. I don't need bottles of anything. Yeah, you can just bring all snacks and tools and med kit. Yep. My internet just sucks tonight. I can't do anything. <laughs> I'm surprised we're still talking because yeah, most sh- of these websites will not load. Yeah, it's happening with me right now, too. I'm not fully understanding. Everybody's streaming here on a Friday night. That, that's probably half of it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the dirt riding. I mean, I, I do miss track riding terribly, but I'm trying to get over that. But the, the real benefit of riding in the dirt, especially like tomorrow, because Alan and, and his son Sully are going to go, is that all four of us can do it. Right. Like with the track riding, it was just Alan and I out there and the kids were sitting in the RV. <laughs> you know, now we're all out there riding and it's so much more fun. No, definitely. It's a family affair. Yeah. Yeah. Now it really is a family affair instead of the kids just coming along to watch, you know, and, <laughs> and jack the bike up when I come back. <laughs> so yeah, it's Dad, a lot more fun. Dad, let me ride it. But yeah, I got to brag on Bryce a little bit. He's crazy good on his on his 140. He, so he's itching for more. But how is he size wise with it? Still, he's starting to get a little a little big for the bike. Not terrible. He's still probably too small for like a 250. You know, those are still going to be too tall for him. But there's there's not a lot of options in the middle. No, there isn't. That's the hard part. We've looked at Honda makes a 150 like full kind of MX bike with heavy duty forks and stuff like that. But even that's not much bigger frame wise than the 140. And then on the Cowie side, you got their 300 trail bikes, but then those are heavy. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be flying those. Like, I mean, that's what he wants to do. He wants to jump it basically. And he's the 140. He's bottoming it out all day long. Don't. Don't let the wife hear. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and not like super cross jumping it, but just when you're trail riding, you know, there's a lot oh, yeah. of little ups and downs yeah. and little whoops and stuff and just hit it. Yeah. Yeah. If you get a little frisky with it, you know, the bike he's on now, it's just, he, at the end of the ride, he always tells me, he's like, oh, dad, I bottomed out a lot on that one. He's like, the forks just kept smacking. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, on the, the big 450 i'm only getting through like half the stroke you know on the suspension <laughs> have you gone through his clickers no there's no adjustments on it oh there aren't any no okay. i'd have to change the springs or stiffen the oil or something there there's no no adjustment on it oh you could do what somebody did for uh did on my uh trials bike <laughs> what did they do so, so when I first got it, I was like, man, there isn't much stroke in this front and these forks. Oh no. My God, this is, this is really bad. <laughs> and I think I had made, I, I, I think if I remember right, when I measured it fully extended, there was like 12 inches, but like when you had bike weight and then your weight and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I had like two inches of travel. Oh, so I was like, okay, got to redo the springs. You know, probably just go ahead, since I'm going to be in there, let's go ahead and just put in new bushings and do all that, right? So what so was I, it? So I pulled it out and the spring 
was wavy. Huh. Like, you know how a spring was supposed to be straight pretty yeah. much and just, yep. yeah, and this was already wavy. <laughs> and so I put in the new spring. I'm like, yeah, that spring's not right. So popped in the new one. It's popping on the top. <clears throat> and there's a PVC spacer at the top, right? Yeah. I put that in there. I'm trying to get the top on. It won't go. I was trying as hard as I could to get just to get that cap on and it wouldn't go. Right. So I had a buddy come over, help. Like we're pushing on it, like every, giving it everything we got. It just would not go. So finally I decided to look at the, uh, I looked at the drawings. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, so there's, there's that spacer, but let's figure this out. So I took a P, uh, I took some, um, um, well, the book probably tells you the, the thickness of the spacer, like how long it's no, supposed to be. No, 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 it didn't tell you anything like that. So I actually had to do the math. Um, so I took the picture. I, I figured out how long that, <laughs> that spacer looked on there Yeah. compared to how long the fork was. Right. And then just, I just did the math, right? They had, it was six inches longer than it was supposed to be. Wow. So they, so they had that. So, so that spring was dead for a long time. Just and thrust so, the heck out of it. And so to compensate for that, they, somebody put in <laughs> this giant spacer. That oh didn't belong my there. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, holy crap. So, yeah. That's but now funny. It's, now it's, it's all nice and pretty. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Did you tackle the rear shock too on that one? Um, there was no way to do that. I ended up having to buy a completely brand new shock for it. Gotcha. And so, so Sherco has an issue where their parts can only go through an authorized dealer. And after so many years, they've changed parts, so they don't really offer it or make it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I happened to find one. It was uh, Greenland MX. Have you ever heard of that website? No. You should actually look around it. Uh, you'll actually probably find a lot of stuff that you that you'll like. Yeah. That's what I need. Another place to spend money on bike parts. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they actually had the shock. Nice. The original shock. Cause any of the newer ones wouldn't fit. Right. <laughs> so I actually got that shock and I was like, okay, cool. So now it's good. To I've go. gone through that. I, I, it's almost a new bike now. <laughs> how much work I put onto that thing. <laughs> what did you do to the, to the engine or the, you rebuilt the carb, right? Uh, yep. Rebuilt the carb. Um, cause this, the floats in them were bad. Uh, just a whole, whole carb kit I put in there. Yep. Um, I was, uh, I'm, I'm looking at doing a, uh, redoing the top end on it. Cause I feel like it's, like it, it's got the juice, but I feel like I may need to get rings, mm. but I almost want to just go ahead, buy the top end. Right. I, don't think, I think it's like 150 bucks. It's not expensive for it. Right. Right. But, um, check the rings, but if there's scoring in it, <laughs> yeah. cylinder, yep. And all that on and on. <laughs> exactly. So, 
So right now I'm just going to be happy with it and be like, okay, if you burn oil, you burn oil, whatever. It's <laughs> two stroke anyway. You burn oil. <laughs> you burn oil and you like it. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> trust me, I don't need any more any more power out of the damn thing. <laughs> right. And that that's a 300 you said? Yeah. That's pretty spicy for a two stroke. And it's only 150 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> With some crazy gearing. Oh my god. Now seriously, uh, you're going to have to come out sometime to one of the events. Yeah, that was part of the planning for this year, but man, everything just went sideways this summer and work's just been nutty, nutty busy. So go on to the trials training center website. Okay. And, um, look up the, they got schedule for next year. Well, they don't have the, uh, they don't have the, uh, the trials, uh, like the full STRA schedule mm -hmm. that doesn't come out till next year, but they have their own schedule. So if you, um, I see it's so a 20, 2024 event schedule. I see a 23 at the top. You could actually make it out there. For no, no, right above it. There's the 2024 event schedule. Then you have, you see that there? Uh, not in mine. I don't see it. I see 22 NATC national. I see a 2023 event schedule and then it says youth. Huh? That's weird. Here, well, let me share. I'll show you. Just share, make it easy. They have a post talking about they're working to finalize the 24 schedule. Yes. No. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is the training center. I'm sorry. I'm on the STRA. Yeah, no, no. The Trials Training Center. Uh, I'm on the wrong site. See? I should listen. <laughs> Open your ease. I don't know if you sent me that link. I didn't send it. I just said, just go to their, it's just the trialstrainingcenter.com. I can type. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, they're uh, March 16th and 17th. Trials training days. There you go. You'll be at that one? Family camp. What was that? I said you'll be at that one in March? Yep. Uh, I, I, I hope to be there. No, wait, wait, wait. Uh, that's 16th and 17th. So no, I will not be there, actually. I will be in... Uh, I'll be in Georgia for St. Patty's Day. Georgia? Georgia. <laughs> it's funny looking at these trials bikes pictures to see the size of the front sprocket is unbelievable. It's like oh. barely bigger than the bolt that comes out of the transmission. <laughs> yeah. No, so like I said, I have a nine tooth. A nine tooth sprocket. Yeah. Oh, I see. And the idler pushes it up to the swing arm. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love to watch one of these events. Do, do you get a lot of spectators, or is it mostly other riders watching? Um, family, family. 
Yeah. And it's all self-score. Well, it's not self-scoring. We score each other. Gotcha. So, like, uh, they split up the trial into morning and afternoon. Mm-hmm. So half the riders will score in the morning while the other half is riding, and then they switch up in the afternoon. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of these pictures and video now, but yeah, I'm going to earmark this for sure. Put that in the show notes as well. But they'll also, uh, what they will also do is, uh, they'll, you can rent bikes. So like if you actually wanted to go out there and try it out, Oh, you can just get one to... You could just rent a bike, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Bryce... I'm not sure what the prices are for renting it for a day. I think it's like 60 bucks for the day. Bryce keeps mentioning that. He's like, let's get trials bikes to take up to our, our property. Because we don't really have trails, and it's it's kind of steep. So he's like, yeah, we'll just get trials bikes and pick around on the land. <laughs> Seriously, I would say... <laughs> be fun. That I, I think that would be a good thing for you, for both you guys to do. I would call them ahead of time and see if there's like, hey, do you guys have any like kid size bikes to rent out? Yeah, that'd be neat. Do you see many electric ones out there? Oh, tons, tons. Yeah, usually with kids. Usually, um, I've seen a couple of larger, like full sized. It seems like if if there ever was a spot for an electric bike, that seems to be a natural fit tons of torque yeah keep the battery down low keep that weight down low and you know it's kind of like gas i mean what are you using a quart of gas you know for a day can't can't be much so you wouldn't Uh, need you wouldn't need a huge battery really um over so we do three loops depending on the size of the place really depend like like tells you tells you how much gas you're really going to use so at the trials training center and that place is huge like your trails going from one section to the next could be really long. Yeah. It's super fun too, though. Cause I mean, sometimes the trails, <laughs> the trails are harder than the sections. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, um, like, but some of them you go flying through and it's like every two loops, I'll fuel up just to make sure I have gas. Gotcha. But it only takes like maybe a little bit over half. I think it's like three quarters a gallon. <laughs> yeah. So that's not much. Yeah. No. And I got the grape scent in there too. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So people like to ride behind cause they're like, mm. <laughs> bacon's in front. <laughs> well, that is cool. So you're going to, what are you going to do for events next year? What are you thinking? Uh, they haven't come out with a schedule yet. Well, but I mean, just like a number, like how many, how many are you, are you shooting for? Or have you not planned it out yet? I have not planned anything out yet. Cause I mean, it all comes down to one money two, um, time for like work and stuff like that too. Yeah. So, so that's all going to be a big, big, big factor. Yeah. Keep us posted. I've been dying to make a trip to Tennessee and to go see trials. So we'll knock off both of them. Unless you're in Georgia or somewhere, then year. I'm sure. Um, yeah, because yeah, they have they have them in Georgia. There's uh, Georgia and Tennessee are usually where it's at. Um, then they have Virginia. Oh, I forgot. 
the Nationals is going to be here at the Trials Training Center. Oh, forgot about that. It's right. It's right there on the. It's right there on the Trials Training Center thing, right under the training days, June twenty second and twenty third. Let's see what's going on in June. So that's literally Nationals. That's from all over the U.S. Nice big event. Mm-hmm. You gonna enter that one? No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I'd have to be. Uh, you have to be ranked another, or something. I'd, I'd have to be another level ahead of where I'm at. Gotcha. Because there they do, they they grade. They have a different grading scheme in how they do it. Right. Um, and you would want to be a sportsman at minimum. Okay. So that's the next step up for me, but I got, I mean, I want to normally clear and get as close to zero before I move up. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, what else? Anything else on your mind? Mm, mm, mm. I can't think of anything. Any road riding this year? Yeah. I know you got the DRZ. Is that mostly dirt or is that dirt road combo? It's, I mean, it's, it's combo, but I, mo- I, I usually just go to where there's dirt and ride dirt as gotcha. much as possible. <laughs> like but I said, but it's street legal. That was my point, right? It's, yeah. it's licensed and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I truck it. Gotcha. I trailer it everywhere I go just cause I'm like, you know what? I'm, st- I'm going to get as gummy as tires as I can and save them. <laughs> you know, that was some of the most fun I had with the KLR as much as I loved riding it you know, on-road and off-road in the same day. Towards the end, when I put, like, full knobbies on it, that was some of the most fun. <laughs> you know, just trailer it somewhere, ride it, and then head back home. Yep. And that's what and we're... Then also, and then you're also more comfortable on the ride home. Yeah, that's what we're enjoying now is, you know, with the track days and now with the dirt is we just load up, you know, sip, kick back in the Jeep, go ride until you're exhausted and then sit down in comfort and head home. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way it is. I, I, I like it like that. That's how, that's how I finished off to uh, SM 500 last time because <clears throat> it's a short it's loaded a short. up and headed home. <laughs> we, we literally got back to the campgrounds and just said, thanks out of here. Three hours later, I was back home. <laughs> nice. Good times. All right, sir. Well, I'm going to make a couple quick reminders here and then we can have closing thoughts and we'll move it on from there. All right. Sounds good. All right. Two quick reminders. We're always looking for feedback and you can reach us there at feedback at rdubstudios.com. We also have a contact link on the website, loudpipes.net slash contact. That's a free forum webpage. If you're not down with email, you can just send us a note that way. Topic suggestions, feedback, critiques. Stuff you like, stuff you hate, we'll take it all. And value for value. That's the exchange we work on. We don't, not much for ads and sponsors and product placement and stuff like that. So just a simple value for value. If you get something out of the show and you want to return it, there's a donate page there on lawpipes.net and we'd appreciate it. All right, Bacon, no fancy jingles or anything? No, no jingles. Anything else on your mind? Planning for next year? We're going to have you back. Maybe another couple of shows or so. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down for that. Other than that, you know, the rest of it's just you know what it's getting cold, so it's just training time. We got the Rolex coming up in under two months, so 
buddy. Sports car is going to be good this year. Oh, man. Proper oh. GT3 Corvette. Ford, oh, Ford's throwing their hat in the ring for GT3. Oh, that's right, because they put that Mustang. That's yep. right. Yep, fully homologated GT3 spec. And the interesting thing with Corvette is there's no factory team. They're all customer cars, all privateers. Yeah, what's going on with that? I don't understand that. I mean, they, they say they wanted to just focus on the customer program, and Pratt & Miller's running the whole thing anyway. They build the cars, and they're providing the support, trackside support. But... I don't understand why they still can't run two factory cars. Like, what's the big deal? I mean, Porsche does it. Porsche mm. has factory, two factory cars, and they have tons of All customers. The, you know, it's yeah. I, I that part I don't understand. I get the fact, or I get the customer racing. That's fine. Like, let's put more Corvettes on the grid. I'm all for that. But why is the factory team got to stop? That's the part I don't understand. Yeah, doesn't make the, sense. Oh, I can't wait for the new uh, Cadillac. Yeah, they oh. sounded good last year when we were down there. That I love Rowdy I love the V8 startup videos. Yeah, that Rowdy V8 with the hybrid drive. Like they leave pit road. It's it's weird because you hear, you know, kind of the electric whine, but still there's smoke in the tires. Yeah. So it's like a silent burnout. And then after they go down pit road for a while, it's like. Bah, the thing just fires a life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest sound in the world. Because they take off. You're like, oh, check that out. It's electric. And then a few seconds later, you're like, oh, there's the V8. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably too much motor that they have to get it winding up a bit. Well, that's, from what I understand, it's the same engine they ran before they added the hybrid drive. Really? Yeah. So what's the point of having the hyperdrive? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. It seems like too much complexity. It's like, okay. It's like you want to use less fuel, but you want to add a battery and all this electronic stuff. Like, yeah, why? We're just going to make it weigh, weigh a lot, lot more. Car, just for you. car was bad fast with the gnarly V8. And it's still the same V8. So I don't Sure. It's fine. Throw your electric in there. Either either way. <laughs> and they were they were pretty rowdy at Lamar. And did did you see the Camaro that ran? The NASCAR yes. Camaro? Yes. Good lord, that was loud. <laughs> and he couldn't finish. He he blew his transmission. Oh, they didn't finish it? I thought they ended up doing pretty well. No, no, they were doing pretty damn well as it was. But I know they passed the prototype in one corner. Yeah. Just just kind of the way the corners were moving, the car just had a good run and went around a prototype. I'm sure they were like, what in the Lord is going on? Where's my earplugs? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they were saying. Like the you know, the the Camaro is what was keeping everybody up all night. Yeah, every so many minutes, it's like, wow, <laughs> damn you! I think it's funnier though. So, so I really want to know. So they threw a sense of its exhibition class. Yeah, they got to just be like, here, just throw everything at the wall. Let's just have fun with it. Yeah, but 
what would happen if they were actually allowed and they were regulated. What do you mean? Like, well, run that car in the series kind of thing? Yeah. Because it would have to go to GT3. I would guess. Something like that. But the GT3s are more... I don't know. I guess you could. I mean, they're doing it with the Mustang. They they have a GT3 spec Mustang. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't see Chevy doing it though because they have the Corvette. Yeah, that would be kind of stepping on toes. And I think Ford Ford can pull it off because the GT is gone. They don't race the GT anymore. So, oh yeah, that's right. Otherwise, I think they probably wouldn't have done it either. I want, why why was it that they got the GT out of there? That was weird. They came in with this whole big factory program. They ran a couple of years and they left. It's like, it was bizarre. Maybe they just didn't find value in it, I guess. I don't know. Because when you're talking, I mean, you're racing, you're trying to sell cars. Right. That's not a car you can sell. Well, and are they, is it even still a road car? Is that still a current production car? Uh, you know what? I do not know. Maybe that's what ended. Maybe they don't even sell the car anymore. Let's see here. Fordvehicles.com. Isn't that their website? You know what? It's not there. I think that's part of the problem is they don't, they don't sell the car anymore. No. Because if you go they to, don't. if you go to performance vehicles, well, it's there as a race car. The Ford GT, Mark IV, not street legal. The Ford Mustang GT4, the GT3, and the Dark Horse R. None of those are street legal, so they don't make the street car anymore. Well, I have a 2022 Ford GT. Yeah, but it would be a 24 if they were still selling it. Well, no, no, no. So they stopped. Well, no, because here's a 2023. But that's a race car. I can tell that's a race car. The 22. Starting at 500,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see here. Do, 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 do. No, that's a road car. Yeah, the 22 was a road car. So 22 was it. Yeah, because 23 is a race car. The MK4 hypercar. You want to know how much that one comes in at? Probably a million. 1.7. Oh, jeez. Hey. <laughs> but I will say this. Here you go. That is a pretty car. That's pretty wild. Pretty futuristic there. Right? Yeah. So there's a 20, yeah, because there's, there's your 22. I did a, just a quick scan of Wikipedia. Yeah, they said the second gen went from 2016 to 2022. Still a pretty car. I mean, it's a wild car. It's just one of those things like this. Maybe this is just me being a stodgy old fool, but I never, I never liked the Turbo 6. I felt it should have been a V8. Oh, yeah, definitely should have been a V8. I mean, I get the tech, I get, I get it in general, but it's just not my bag. Yeah, it doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that cat, the Cadillac engine they're running now, that thing is bananas. Dude, every other engine that they have in the prototypes, dude, they don't sound anywhere near as good as that Cadillac. No, because the the BMW is a is a twin turbo V8, so it's very muted. the The Porsche's V8 also has got turbos on it, so it it's kind of a muted sound. And then the ones that are V6s is just like bah. Yeah, Whatever. like the Audis and stuff. Was it Audi? No, not Audis. It'd be Acura and uh, uh, Acura. Yeah. Well, I guess it's Acura. What What are the other ones? Yeah, Porsches are running a V8 as well. Yeah, most of those those Acura. I don't know. I'm, I'm just man, V6 like tuned and rowdy. Just not appealing to my ears. That's all. Hence, hence we we have bagger races. <laughs> mm. Ooh, Lord, do we? You got to check out a Motor America race at some point. I do. Come down to Road Atlanta. It's good fun. I'll have to see when I can. When is when is that one this year? I think it's in April, towards the end of April. Hmm. I'd have to see how it runs, how it runs along with the uh, trial schedule too. All right. Well, we'll send you pictures from Daytona. And all. Yes. <laughs> yes, please do. I, I hate that I wasn't able to make it last year or this year. Yeah, yeah. Th- this year, well, I don't know. Things are up in the air this year. We'll have to see what happens. Well, all right, sir. I got an early day tomorrow, so Ooh. I think we're going to end it here. And all righty. We'll look forward to doing this again soon. All right, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, be safe. You and Bryce, be safe tomorrow. We will. And for tradition's sake, put the old kickstands up. Wait for the internet to buffer and have a good one. (laughs) Hey, man, you too. for listening. Please consider supporting the show. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.